0: I'm real excited today to dive into a fairly new initiative for Nationwide Marketing Group. And I get to do it with the guy that you know Nationwide brought in to lead the charge here for our Service Leaders Network. And that's Mark Pollitz, our Director of Service. I try to observe the
1: efficiencies that they have and try to hone in on those areas of need and develop a program to enable them to be able to improve that. Efficiency leads to effectiveness. And when you're efficient and effective, that's when you become profitable.
0: Welcome into the Independent Thinking Podcast. This is your host, Rob Stott. You know, not long ago, Nationwide Marketing Group uh, announced a, a deeper initiative uh, into our performance servicers groups, uh, which has since resulted in the formation of the Service Leaders Network, um, a program designed to, uh, you know, bolster the offerings to our appliance service dealers. Uh, you know, dealers that have the servicing departments that go out and you know provide that in-home service to uh, their customers and um, to support that, Nationwide recently brought on board Mark Pollitz as director of service, a, a man with decades of experience, um, both on the retail side and the manufacturing side, uh, you know, with servicers. He had had his own company, uh, ran his own servicers company, and, um, you know, just a, a, a wealth of knowledge and history developing training as well uh, for servicers. So it just works out perfectly to have a guy like Mark on board and uh, supporting this initiative and, Um, Brings a lot to the table, and that's who we dove into this podcast with today is uh, Mark Pollitz and uh, diving into not just, you know, his history and kind of what he brings to the table, but also learning, you know, his thoughts and uh, his plan for where the Service Leaders Network can go and grow um, and support these dealers who, uh, you know, do everything they can to kind of, I guess, you know, you, you could consider it like capturing the customer journey. You know, they sell the appliances to their customers and um, want to hold them through the, the servicing of them to ultimately, you know, when they need that new appliance again, they're, they're thinking about uh, their store and all the great service that they provided. So um, lots of opportunity and, and uh, an initiative that, you know, we're excited to hear about at Nationwide and, um, you know, look forward to seeing where Mark can take it. And, uh, you know, it's coming up, too. We got in, in mid-May here in a couple of weeks uh, you know the the virtual service leaders network conference that will be going on as well. So we dive into that. And Mark, of course, uh, another passion project of his is uh, Skills USA, uh, which is looking to address you know uh, the challenge of hiring, finding and uh, hiring talent, uh, trained talent. You know, in this space is uh, something that's been a struggle for a while and. You know, we dive into what Skills USA does in that regard and how you know partnering with Nationwide and, and what that could bring to the table for both organizations. And just uh, you know, uh, so many topics covered in this conversation. It's uh, clearly an uh, initiative that's important to Nationwide and to Mark. And uh, looking forward to seeing where it goes. So let's let's kind of dive into you know the early stages of it here with Mark Pollitz, our director of SERS at Nationwide Marketing. All right, we are back on the Independent Thinking podcast, and I'm real excited today to dive into a, a fairly new initiative for Nationwide Marketing Group, and I get to do it with the guy that you know Nationwide brought in to lead the charge here for our Service Leaders Network, and that's Mark Pollitz, our Director of Service. So, Mark, first of all, uh, thank you for taking the time and uh, you know joining us here from sunny Florida uh, on our, our Independent Thinking podcast.
1: Well, thank you, Rob. It's a pleasure to be here. I appreciate you giving me the opportunity.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, we've chatted a couple of times, but excited to get you on the podcast and kind of, you know, talk about, you know, let everyone else in on the awesome stuff that you guys are doing, uh, you know, with the Service Leaders Network. But before we dive into that, I want to learn a little bit more about you. So, you know, tell us a little bit about your background and kind of what you bring to the table here for Nationwide Marketing Group and our members.
1: Well, Rob, you know it's always a, a hard thing to try to talk to your about yourself and uh, you know uh, make those points. But uh, I've got 40 years of service. This year is my 40th year in the appliance service business, and it has been good to me. It's been great to me. It's a great industry, and like so many people that may have entered into appliance industry and into the sales and the service. In the beginning stages, they may not have felt like it was a viable, permanent solution to their career path, as did I. However, I have found that it has just been one of the greatest industries to be involved in. Uh, I've had great opportunities, great successes. I've had many challenges, as all of us do. And I've had opportunities to turn a lot of those challenges into success stories. Uh, Over the 40 years, I I started out as just a Greenhorn technician back in 1981. And uh, someone gave me an opportunity and hired me. Uh, They saw my technical abilities and analytical skills. And uh, up until the point of being uh, hired, I, I was great at taking things apart. I've taken things apart as a kid all all the time I was growing up. Finally, I had the opportunity to learn how to put them back together, and they (laughs) actually work. So it was a great opportunity. I really enjoy it. And um, as I mentioned, started out as a Greenhorn technician, uh, quickly rose up through the ranks of uh, service manager for an independent service company. Uh, Then I went on to work for a dealership and uh, became service manager there. And from there, that launched my interest into starting my own business, uh, which I did in 1988. I started my own independent service company, and I uh, was successful at that for a couple of years. And then I Decided I wanted to get into sales, so I started a uh, sales partnership um, with the gentleman, and we had both sales and service, as well as an independent service company to uh, service the needs of my basically my competition. So it was a wonderful thing, um, wonderful opportunity, and uh, I learned all the successes of of being an entrepreneur and. Uh, also, the challenges of what it's like to just sink your heart and your soul into your business and, and have a 70-hour work week. And um, it, as hard as it was, it was just a great experience. Uh, I had an opportunity in 1997 to uh, be hired by Maytag as a factory rep. And I uh, humorously say that that is when I crossed over into the dark side. <laughs> and <clears throat> as a factory rep, one of the reasons they hired me was uh, because I did have a successful service business and had uh, was a factory authorized service center for all of the Maytag brands with and, and many, many more. But also because of my uh, business experience, uh, both as a dealer, a servicer, and as an entrepreneur, and uh, had that opportunity to become uh, employed with Maytag as an account rep and a product trainer. So I had a, a fairly large territory within Florida and the Southeast US and uh, had great opportunities, met so many wonderful people that were independent dealers and retailers and independent servicers. And these are folks just like myself that uh, had a dream, had a vision, had a passion and they launched that on their own or with the help of family and uh, they too were uh, going through the process of learning the successes and the challenges and sometimes the failures as well and so i always have had a passion for the independent uh, business-minded person the independent uh, appliance dealership and servicer with maytag because of my background experience uh, they Employed me to uh, on a special project to create a business management program. Uh, it took myself and my uh, co-producer uh, of that almost a year to produce a uh, a full sixteen-hour, two-day uh, curriculum and course on managing your business from A to Z. Wow. And we uh, took that. All across the US and Canada, just the two of us and taught all of our uh, classes at all of our regional sales headquarters and uh, in hotels and everywhere we we could uh, bring together business owners that would sit in these courses and learn how to manage their business. So great opportunity there. Uh, I've also had experience with um, on the on the dark side with uh, other companies: LG appliances and electronics, uh, Electrolux appliances, and um, General Electric, and uh, most recently Samsung. So with each of those organizations, I've had the opportunity to learn a little something different about how they go to market how they go to business it uh, certainly gave me the the perspective and and while employed by them even the mindset of how to negotiate rates how to set and monitor policies and processes and work with the independent networks on how to uh, create a a quality service that they were providing for our branded customers
0: right and the cool thing is that you know through all of that I mean, first of all, you get the experience from, as you say, A to Z of managing a business, both on the retail side uh, and then on the the manufacturer side as well, which is cool. So you get that kind of the light side and the dark side uh, perspective of that, the force and the dark side, if you will. Um, and then, you know, not to mention the fact that training has kind of always been sort of permeated throughout what you do, whether that's you know, training servicers, uh, you know, on the retail side or developing training programs on, on the, on the uh, manufacturer side, um, you know, developing those, those programs, you know, clearly a strong suit. Um, what, you know, as you're developing those programs to, to sort of assist retailers in, in their servicers programs, you know, are, are there certain elements that kind of stand out to you as to what's important or, or what, you know, what areas need to be focused on more than others in, in a service program?
1: Well, each company is different because each company has their uh, capabilities and uh, each organization and company, you know, have their uh, their strengths and their weaknesses. Um, when I look uh, at a company and, and I've done a, a lot of uh, individual consultation and business management um, consultation on site uh, with um, service companies and with uh, dealerships. Uh, I try to observe er, as much as I'm able the efficiencies that they have. And I think the the biggest thing is the word efficiency um, that a lot of these folks are not utilizing in every area. Some are more efficient in some areas and some are not. With that, we try to look at those efficiencies or uh, deficiencies as they may be. And try to hone in on those areas of um, need, and develop a program uh, and a process to enable them to be able to in- improve that. Uh, we all know that uh, efficiency leads to effectiveness, and when you're efficient and effective, that's when you become profitable.
0: Certainly, and and um, I know you know it, it's going to be cool to see how that you know, it kind of boils down to a, a one size doesn't fit all, you know, we kind of learned that with nationwide and working with independent dealers is that there are so many different businesses that operate in, in so many it's retail at the end of the day, but you know, they, they have different challenges, different types of customers, different, uh, you know, products that they sell and things like that. So it'll be cool to kind of see how, you know, this sort of uh, results in what I know is something that is near and dear to you here at nationwide. And that's the service leaders network and, and what's going on there. Um, You know, coming into Nationwide now, bringing all that experience, uh, you know, everything you've done to to this point in your career, what excites you about this opportunity to work, you know, with Nationwide, with our dealers, and uh, with the Service Leaders Network?
1: Well, my passion has always been with the independent owner of a service business and or a dealership and service business. And I think what really excites me is so many opportunities that I see to give the, uh, the experience of my skills and past experiences and relay those and, and to the uh, memberships and plus the resources and the support that I'm getting from Nationwide Leadership. Tremendous amount of uh, support here. Uh, I've always enjoyed um, looking at Nationwide from the outside, uh, having been a dealer that also was part of a buying group, uh, although it was much smaller back in the day. Uh, I can see that the uh, scope of uh, resources and um, support with nationwide is a tremendous, tremendous benefit that I have to be able to go to market to help all of these members.
0: Certainly, you know, thinking about, it, I know, you know, we're talking here. I think it's only been a month. You know, barely a month. Uh, has day. it been a month? Today, today. Oh, my goodness. What do you know? Well, happy one month anniversary here. That's that's too funny. But, uh, you know what? You know, you've you've had just these four weeks, these, you know, one this one month to kind of get your head around, you know, what service leader network is going to be. And, um, you know, sort of looking ahead a little bit. What What is what is the main focus for this group right now? You know, what are the initiatives that you're kind of diving into here, uh, you know, as you get started with what, you know, this group intends to do?
1: Well, with the service leaders network, the the main, the core of it is building a network of our servicing dealers um, to leverage the buying and strength of them being a nationwide member. Uh, It is so difficult when you're out there as an island and just a, a small to medium, even a large company for that matter, but you don't have the backing, you don't have the bargaining tool of uh, strength and power behind you, uh, such as you do with Nationwide. So the the core of Service Leaders Network is to leverage uh, those um, uh, great benefits that we have with Nationwide. Uh, Some of the uh, key things that we are working on uh, to provide value-added, practical, and tangible programs and services to our members are things like education, uh, educating the servicing members through providing uh, technical resources um, through the OEMs and the vendors. We're looking at uh, uh, expanding the member net and expanding the nationwide learning academy and uh, having a lot of online training available in one spot with most of our dealers and servicers, they're doing multiple brands. And with that, they typically have to go to multiple websites to gather technical information and training uh, videos and uh, on-demand things of that nature. We're trying to bring all of that uh, into a focal point uh, through the Nationwide Learning Academy. We've got quite a few other initiatives as well. Uh, One of those is uh, to facilitate the supply of trained and skilled technicians. Uh, Finding a trained technician in our industry and many others is a national epidemic. Uh, We're going through this pandemic right now while we've been going through uh, an epidemic of great proportions over the last probably 20 years uh, where it is difficult to find uh, Up-and-coming uh, technicians that are learning our trade and that are highly employable because they already have the skilled trade um, that they've attained through education. So we're trying to facilitate that as well.
0: Gotcha. And I, I know another initiative too, um, one that we can kind of touch on and preview here right now is uh, there's an event coming up too. Um, you know, I, I know it's a early stages of planning, but I, I want to give you the chance to talk about. You know, the the virtual conference that you guys have coming up?
1: Well, we do have a virtual conference. This is going to be fashioned much like our virtual prime time. Uh, However, this will be focused strictly on service. So, our members who are the dealers with the servicing departments uh, will have great advantages and great uh, benefits by attending this uh, virtual service conference. And to my knowledge, in in our industry, uh, we are the first uh, to actually host a virtual service conference, just as many of our members go to conventions on site uh, prior to the pandemic and are able to go to many uh, different classes when they're at a convention. Well, this will be a convention with many rooms and many classes available to them only on a virtual platform.
0: Gotcha. And what are I mean, this might get to to some of the the potential topics at, at that kind of a conference. Um, you know, what are some of the different challenges or or things that a, a a retailer with a servicing department has to tackle on a regular basis that you know just a traditional appliance dealer uh, you know doesn't have to think about necessarily?
1: Well, certainly, when you have your own service department, uh, you now have the responsibility of managing that service department with all the employees, you are providing uh, a livelihood for the employees, whether it's one or 10 or 100 employees. It's a great responsibility uh, to know that you have the, um, the livelihood uh, of that uh, particular staff member uh, holding it in the balance of your own hands. So there's a great responsibility right now. In addition to that, there's the responsibility of managing a separate uh, business, so to speak, yeah. and the challenges of the differences between um, selling appliances and servicing appliances. The service world is a much more complex uh, division than selling, and there are so many uh, tentacles and uh Channels and avenues that you have to walk through and manage through to make your service business efficient and effective ultimately but, profitable
0: right and and when you get to that point, that profitability point, um, you know, obviously that that's a big benefit what are what are some of the other you know kind of positives that come out of being able to to stand up a a servicing department in in one's you know appliance retail business?
1: Well, one of the biggest benefits of that is that, that uh, consumers are always looking for, and the consumers prefer, is that you provide the support after the sale, and that is through your own service. The consumer knows that you have a vested interest in them and in their product once you've sold it to them, and you've got a service department that is going to uh, service them. The uh, thought there is that you want to capture that consumer for life, both in sales, delivery, and service.
0: It just kind of goes to what I think you know has been a theme—not um, even just of the past year, but you know, of independent retail in general—is sort of cultivating those relationships with the customer. And uh, you know, I, you said it. Yeah, I mean, you hit the nail on the head. You let them walk out the store with the appliance, or after that delivery and the installation you know, something you hope nothing goes wrong, but if something does, you want to be that trusted advisor to them where, you know, you're the first name that they think of and they call you to, to, you know, correct that problem or get that fix that they need. And uh, lo and behold, one day when they're going to need to replace it eventually, then you, you know where they're coming, or at least you, ho- you, you know, you hope where they're coming. So
1: and that um, is absolutely correct.
0: So, yeah, no, it certainly makes a lot of sense. And uh, look, look forward to, you know, continuing to follow where this goes and, um, the the challenges you guys can help sort of overcome with service leaders network. But one that you, you mentioned uh, was the, uh, the staffing issues. And I know, you know, it kind of comes from a, a lack of, uh, you know, people going through training right now and, and developing, you know, going through the education to, to enter this uh, arena of servicing, but uh, talk to me about that, that logo. I know that play, plays a role in sort of what's happening here. The logo on your shirt says skills USA. So, Uh, Talk to me a little bit about that and, um, you know, how that may be helping to address some of those issues.
1: Well, Rob, as as we briefly touched on, uh, acquiring trained technicians is is an epidemic. And where do you get those technicians? Uh, Whether you're in a small rural market or you're in a major market area, where are you going to capture, where are you going to influence and where are you going to solicit uh, folks to come into your uh, employment and want to be a technician. Where do you find those folks? Most of us as uh, independent servicers or dealer servicers, we end up um, trying to sway a uh, current technician that's working for one company uh, into coming to our employment, which means that we have to be able to provide some great benefits, not just salary, but benefits. And one of the benefits of that is being a uh, family-owned, or privately-owned um organization where uh, you're not just a number uh, to the uh, organization, but you are a human and uh, you have more value than just being a producer of numbers and dollars. And of course, you have to have technicians to be able to run your business. You have to have technicians to be able to offer service to your consumers. And that is an epidemic, as we've mentioned. Uh, I belong to a group called Skills USA. It is an all-volunteer organization. It is the literally the world's largest educational private industry nonprofit organization. Uh, we have just over 440,000 members nationwide that are made up of instructors, administration, uh, students, and private industry, such as myself. Uh, these members all work together to make sure that our skilled trades are uh, a viable, uh, educational, uh, opportunity and employment.
0: Talk right to me, now, you mentioned, sorry, sorry to cut you off. You mentioned the, obviously we're going to dive deeper into the appliance side of this and of skills USA. What other types of trades are covered by skills USA?
1: Skills USA, uh, supports approximately 100 and just over 100 different skilled trades. Everything from aviation maintenance, airframe and power plant to uh, automobile uh, repair, uh, both body collision and um, engine repair, uh, to uh, baking, to cosmetology, to culinary arts, to uh, concrete masonry, uh, everything that you if you look around your office right now everything that you see and touch had to be designed mm-hmm. then it had to be manufactured and then it had to be um built and sold and every industry that uh has uh, one of those components uh, somebody skilled had to be a part of that
0: right and kind of i mean it kind of sounds like the um you know, some of the public high schools around here used to have those vocational tech schools. That, that this sort of sounds like not not a replacement to that, but something that goes even above and beyond what those would have, you know, done for uh, you know interested high school students at the time.
1: Well, Skills USA, uh, as a professional organization, we promote professionalism through industry involvement, and that's where every industry that is. Uh, Supported by Skills USA, has a national technical committee made right. up of industry professionals. Yep. Uh, we, with the residential and commercial appliance technology program, have that very same technical advisory committee on a national basis as well throughout most of America. Uh, by by law, the uh, individual courses within a school has to have the support. Of an advisory committee, again made up of local uh, industry officials um, or industry uh, organizations. Uh, Skills USA is involved with uh, about five thousand five hundred uh, public schools wow. throughout the nation, both high schools and adult technical education centers.
0: That's awesome. So, dive a little deeper into, you know, what what someone, you know, when someone goes to a, a school where. Uh, you know, the appliance tech is classes are taught and, and things like that. What what happens with, you know, the, the program that you're involved in specifically? Well,
1: I'll uh, give you a brief synopsis of um, the different types of trainings that are available to, uh, to us as members. Um, we have online training. There are uh, just a couple of uh, very good online training resources where, A uh, person who's a new hire, uh, may have no uh, appliance background at all, uh, can sign up and uh, pay a fee for an online course, which will last about three or four months, I believe, maybe up to six months. However, that does not provide any hands-on training or any interaction with the actual product. There are uh, short-term training solutions out there. there are a couple of schools in the nation uh, that provide two and three week term uh, trainings. Uh, again, you can send your technician there or your soon to be technician to get a very good basic idea of that. But just like with emergency uh, response folks, with EMTs, paramedics, policemen, nurses, um, folks that really make an impact on your life at some point, you don't really want somebody who's only had three weeks or three months of training to, you know, start doing CPR on you. So, Skills USA supports uh, long-term, uh, uh, substantial uh, curriculums that will uh, use industry standards that are created by the National Technical Committee, of which we have, and those standards are given to the instructor. And uh, those standards are taught so that the students will actually go through a nine to 12 month program, depending upon the school and the state. And he will come out with um, uh, fully credited uh, and certification as we offer a a certification as well, not just the school um, certificate of completion or or a, a degree, but an actual industry certification through the PSA organization. And that young person or adult person, uh, once they graduate, uh, will be employable with the latest, most current technology in our industry. They'll have had months of hands-on training. They'll have learned how to properly disassemble products. And they'll have the experience of maybe breaking a few products accidentally, just like our techs do out in the field. Better that they learn these um, poli- these processes in a classroom than in your consumer's kitchen or laundry room.
0: Absolutely. And, um, you know, can't underestimate the importance of being able to do that in in sort of a test environment. Um, but it, something you mentioned there kind of makes me think is that, you know, obviously appliances over the years have changed. and And I'm assuming this is where, you know, the technical board would kind of come in and Um, you guys got to stay up to date on sort of the latest technologies and appliances and things like that. So what, what is it like to sort of, uh, I guess, adjust, not necessarily it it results in adjusting the curriculum, but I mean, how are you guys staying on top of trends to understand, you know, whether the curriculum needs to be updated or, or things like that?
1: Well, our curriculum is updated every two years with skills USA. And during that process of curriculum review, Our national technical committee, which uh, currently is a a committee of about 20 of some of your uh, uh, most well-known name brands that are out there. We've got GE and Electrolux, Fisher-Pichel, Bosch, uh, Sub-Zero. We've got quite a few of the manufacturers that are part of our technical committee. We get together as a group. And we look at the technologies that we are developing within our own factories and within our own product lines. And we make sure that we write into the technical standards that those technologies have to be taught by an instructor.
0: No, that's awesome. And I mean, it goes to show too. like any good accreditation or or certification uh, program that, you know, it's it's current. You've got the, the minds behind the technologies that are also involved in this as well. Um, you know what, what's the opportunity then for nationwide with Skills USA and our membership? You know what what do you sort of see happening? How does this develop relationship develop, and uh, what could be the you know potential benefit for members?
1: Well, it's it's a great opportunity for both. It's a two way street, and uh, with Skills USA, with having the the uh, resources through our technical committees. Uh, both as a whole, uh, Skills USA National with uh, supporting 103 different uh, curriculums and programs, right down to our program that I'm involved in. I am the national co-chairman for uh, the uh, residential and commercial technology uh, program. Uh, we recently added commercial because they have the same issues that we have on the residential side, of hiring technicians. So there's a, just a wealth of opportunity out there for Skills USA. How does that benefit the members of Nationwide? As we partner nationwide members with schools within their area, their market area, they'll have the opportunity to get involved, interact with those schools, and basically build their brand, which is their company and to build brand loyalty of their company to these students. The more a nationwide member gets involved with a local school, the more opportunity and the more likelihood that when that student is ready to graduate and they're looking now for employment, they're going to consider those who have been an influence uh, throughout their studies uh, for the last uh, 18 months or so. That's- so. We're looking for that uh, benefit of um, providing trained technicians currently with the schools that we have, which are not nearly enough. And this right. is where skills can benefit from the relationship with nationwide members to getting nationwide members to look around their marketplace, their area, and provide to Skills USA leadership, that being myself and some others, uh, providing us with contact information of a school, a technical school or and or a high school uh, in their area that they think would be a uh, an appropriate candidate for us to solicit and try to present our program to the school.
0: No, that's awesome. And I, you know, sounds like you mentioned it a two-way street where there's there's certainly benefit on both sides of uh growing and developing that relationship so and and uh you know look look forward to kind of seeing that blossom um you know from both the service leaders network side just everything that's happening there sounds uh you know incredible and and you know it, it's crazy that it's so young sort of within nationwide it just a couple months old itself and um, seeing how you know the the potential impact there on member stores and then obviously the the skills USA partnership and uh, what what's growing there as well. Lots of opportunity. Um, you know it feels like that that's the case across this retail channel right now, but specifically on service on the servicing side. so I um, and happy to have you here, mr. mark pollitz, to to lead that effort and um, look forward to to kind of seeing where you can take it. and I know you got a great partner in Ron Romero and uh, Frank Santner and everything that the uh, the business services team is doing with you as well. So uh, no, I, I appreciate the time. You know, I, I took up a lot more of your time than I anticipated. So I, I appreciate you diving into it. I can tell it's something you're passionate about as well, which is uh, I think I, important first of all, because that means you care about it. And then, uh, you know, it's cool to see that, you know, hear you describe everything that's going on and uh, you know, just look forward to catching up again soon, hopefully in person before we know it. And we can have a, a service leaders network event in, in person. Maybe we'll, we'll, we'll keep Nashville in mind.
1: <laughs> well, we're looking forward to it. And, and I, I just want to reiterate that uh, the Service Leaders Network conference coming up May 13 and 14 will be just a, a phenomenal opportunity for owners, for service managers, and for technicians to sit in on a wealth of classes. I believe we have uh, about 36 different Uh, classes scheduled uh, for that two day event.
0: No, that's awesome. And plenty more coverage to come for sure. So look out for that, you know, within nationwide uh, and our communications as well. So uh, I feel like we'll be talking again soon. Uh, Sooner rather than later. sounds, uh, sounds like that'll, that'll be for sure a thing. So Mark, no, I appreciate the time. And uh, like I said, look forward to catching up again soon.
1: Thank you, Rob. I look forward to it.
0: All right. And a huge thank you again to Mark for taking time out of his day and, and chatting with us uh, about, like I said, it, you know, something that he's clearly passionate about and knows a lot about. And, uh, you know, we're lucky to have him here at Nationwide Marketing Group. So I look forward to seeing where he can take the Service Leaders Network and uh, everything that he's got going there. And, and then two, of course, you know, what Skills USA can uh, bring to the table for Nationwide and vice versa. So it's a relationship and partnership that we look forward to seeing grow and um, look forward to seeing where Mark can take it. So, uh, appreciate his time. And as always appreciate you listening to the independent thinking podcast and we will catch you next time.